The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Lift those hands one more time and say, in the name of Jesus, I'm finishing this year well. Everything heaven has in store for me shall come to pass in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Please take all the scriptures we are sharing with you and pray them. Whether you are familiar with them or not, pray them. David inquired of the Lord. That means he prayed. I wonder if he, if he had not prayed, what would have happened? That's how he would have lost his wives and his children and his destiny. Because it was from that encounter he, he became king. Hallelujah. Pray them. Mix faith with this gospel that you are hearing. Does finishing well sound like good news to you? Mix faith with it. Praise the Lord. All right. So our devotional study this month is on new creation realities. And because we are doing Word Wave on Sunday, we'll be teaching along, we'll only be teaching along um, the line of the devotional in the midweek service. I have two major topics I want us to discuss under the umbrella of um, new creation realities. I just want us to get into it. Um, the first one is dominating our environment by the forces within us. Dominating our environment. When God made man in the beginning, he said, let them have dominion. And even as new creations, the Bible lets us know that God has raised us up together with Christ Jesus. Made us to sit together with him in heavenly places. Far above all principality and power, might and dominion. The plan and the intention of God is for us, his children, new creatures in Christ, to dominate our environment. Not our environment dominating us. This is going to be a very, very practical teaching. Well, I believe as much as possible, I try to be practical in my teaching. I want you to apply these things to your life. Your environment is not supposed to dominate you. And what do I mean by that? I mean the negative things that are in this world or in the community or nation where you live, they should not choke out the reality of what God has done in your recreated human spirit, what Christ has finished for you. So you've had us say this a thousand and one times, we are not supposed to be sick, no matter how much sickness is all around us. We are not. And that is just the simple truth. That does not mean we will not be challenged in our health, but anyone that is challenged in their health needs to believe these things more than any other person. Because whatever it is that is attacking your health is not supposed to dominate you. By the finished work of Christ and the forces that Jesus has put inside your human spirit, your recreated human spirit as a believer, you have all it takes to dominate that sickness and that disease that is attacking your body. We are not supposed to be struggling financially having challenges in our marriages and in our relationships, 
not able to make headway in our careers, all these negative things that are in this world around us, they are not supposed to have any inroad into our lives. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Please, this is how you must think. And that's why I want to start from. You must think that way. Don't ever allow yourself to accept negative situations and circumstances that are trying to dominate your life. No matter how long they've been there. No matter how long they have been there. That man that Reverend K kept talking about um, during the culture that was at the pool of Bethesda. He had been at that place for 38 years. The man that Jesus met that was born blind in John chapter 9. He had been blind for 40 years. The woman that Jesus met in the, in the synagogue that had been bowed over. She had been in that situation for 18 years. But watch what grace did for them. Watch what the power of God did for them. He turned around their situation for them. Hallelujah. So that the condition has been with you for a long time. Your father had it. Your grandfather had it. It is irrelevant when we are talking about the power of God and the finished work of Christ. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. This season, and I pray it will be so for you, shall be the season that God will turn whatever needs to be turned around in your life for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Dominating our environment by the forces within us. If we are not careful, our environment will dominate us. And that's not God's will for us. Say, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by renewing your mind and prove the will of God. The second thing we're going to be talking about is the process of coming into newness. We prayed briefly about this last week during the Elevate Fasting, prayer and fasting exercise. We are new creatures in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Hallelujah. Say with me, I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. All things have become new. And all these new things are of God. Hallelujah. That's a powerful, powerful text we see in the Bible. And what God has done for you and I now is that he has brought us into this realm where perpetually we can always have newness. Hallelujah. That experience is not just a one-time experience that happens when you give your life to Christ. All things passing away, everything becoming new. No. Every now and then, consistently and constantly, we should have new experiences. Now, this is how it happens, and this is what we're going to teach on dwell on, look into extensively. I just want to quickly lay foundation on where we are going over the next few weeks. Um, when you get born again, some miracles happen instantly. As long as you believe. As long as you give your life to Jesus or you receive eternal life from Jesus. Some things happen instantly. No Christian has a problem with that because that happens instantly. Before you can even say Jack Robertson, it has already happened. Where believers struggle is with the second part of walking in the reality of who we are, the process. Everything doesn't happen instantly. So some things happen for you instantly. 
the, the life of God comes inside of you instantly. The moment you are born again. Every born again person carries the life of God inside of him. However, walking out that life, living out that life to the point where it can dominate your environment, that takes process. And it's that process that will ultimately bring about manifestations of newness in your life. Well, it's both of them. The miracle that happened instantly and the process that comes after that. And it's this process that many Christians need to be taught about and to walk in. So I wrote something here, and this is going to form the base of what we're going to start with tonight. Please note this or write it down if you're following distinguishing between the things that happened instantly at new birth, when you got born again, some things happened instantly, and those things that will happen in the process of time as a result of new birth. Your ability to experience newness and manifest newness consistently constantly, from time to time in your life, is a function of these two things. The instant miracle you got at new birth and the things that will happen in the process of time as a result of your new birth. If you are with me this evening, shout a loud amen. And it's that process into newness we need to teach people about. Give people knowledge and understanding and wisdom about. Because if you don't walk that process, W-O-R-K, and it takes work. And if you don't walk in that process, W-A-L-K, the newness that you can be manifesting, we may not see it. We may not see it. And that's why we have new creations in Christ that still look like old creations that are not in Christ. May that never be your story in Jesus' name. So these are the two things I want us to look at. This dominating our environment, then walking in and walking out the process that will bring newness. All of us need newness. We prayed some powerful prayers and we are still going to pray them in the course of this month. Please, if you miss the Elevate Fasting and Prayer exercise we did, go back online get the prayer points, get the scriptures. We may not be able to share all of them again in the course of the teaching services. Um, We'll pray some of them during our pursuit prayer meetings and things like that and get them, pray them. We prayed about a new name. Prayed about new song. These are new things you can have. New name, new song, new tongues, new wine and new wineskins and a new garment. These are all things we see in scripture and they are type or There are examples of what we can experience. To experience a new name, to experience new songs, and what all those meanings are we talked about in the prayer meeting, it will take the function of these two things. What happened instantly, which most of us, or practically of us, have covered because we are believers. At least those of us that are still continuing our faith. You have that one covered. The instant miracle part is not your problem. The problem may be the process. That should happen after the new birth. And that may sometimes determine whether you manifest what you ought to be manifesting. Hallelujah. Are we clear on that foundation? 
Okay, so let, let's start getting into the word. Philemon, let's start from there. This is as good as a text to get started when we are teaching on new creation. It's a book you don't normally read, but check your index, you can find it. <laughs> Philemon chapter 1, there's only one chapter there. Um, verse, verse. Let, 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 let's read from verse 4, let's, since we are laying foundation again tonight. Philemon 1, we'll start reading from verse 4. Glory, glory, glory be to God. I thank my God making mention of you in my prayers. Um, when you read these epistles of Paul, which we are going to spend a lot of time in this month, talking about the new creation, you will see this constant reference to praying for people. And that should speak to us. As new creations, we should be prayerful people. Thank God you belong to a church that prays every day. Hmm. Multiple prayer sessions every day. I honestly don't think any member of this church should have any excuse not to have a vibrant prayer life. I don't, I don't think you should have any reason not to have a vibrant prayer life. You see this a lot in this, and we're going to read some of those epistles tonight and in the course of this teaching. I'm praying for you. And like anything taught us, if he's praying for you, my friend, pray for yourself. So he said, what really transformed his life was, he, he, he's staring the epistle and so Apostle Paul telling him, I'm praying for you. He said, ah, why can't I pray? In any case, Apostle Paul is no longer alive. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So he said, he said, praying the Pauline prayers himself. That's what we call them, Pauline prayers. The prayers Paul prayed for people. He wrote them down. And he said there was one particular summer, he prayed those prayers a lot. He would get up in the morning, pray the prayer, get up in the, I can't remember the full story. Hours on end. And by the end of that three-month season, that summer season, God had just radically transformed his ministry. Maybe we would not have heard of the man, can I take in, if he didn't do those online prayers. There's this constant refrain in, in Paul's letters. I'm praying for you, pray for you, pray for you, pray for you. You should not be a prayerless new creation. And you will see why in a minute. We'll get into it again. I make mention for you always in my prayer. Always. And you will see he talked about the consistency of the prayer. Hearing of your love and faith, which you have toward the Lord Jesus and toward the saints. So they were believers. But they were believers, we said this also last week. We are not just new creations. We are new creations that are under a new covenant of grace. Not only are we new creations that have a new covenant of grace, we also have a new commandment of love. And it's when we wake up to our covenant of grace and our commandment of love, we can enjoy what God has given us. That goes to again to the subject of defining your relationship with God accurately, completely, thoroughly. And living in the context of that definition. We're still going to talk about that again. Hallelujah. Sounds like we have a lot of things to talk about. <laughs> Praise God. So, he said, I heard of your love for Jesus and your love for the brethren. So, he said, I was praying for you. And this is my prayer. That the sharing of your faith, Old King James says, the communication of your faith. Or... Um, the exercise of your faith. We are supposed to live by faith. We just shall live by faith. That the sh um, sharing of your faith may become effective 
by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And that is a, a big core of what we want to talk about this month when we are saying new creation realities. What are we saying? That there are some things that have been deposited in us. Really, this is how it works. They are in Christ, but answer this for me, somebody, where is Christ? Christ is in you. Praise God. So by extension, they are in you. They are in Christ. Hallelujah. Um, you eat a meal. Um, maybe you eat a widow. And they say a widow is rich in vitamin C. I don't know whether it has vitamin C or not. You know by implication, that means you have eaten a lot of vitamin C. Why? The vitamin C is inside the widow that you ate. So you receive Christ. Christ is full of good things. In fact, the Bible says it's full of all the wisdom and all the treasure and all the things of God. And that's in you. Hallelujah. And Paul was telling us here that when you acknowledge these things, you see, they are inside of you. They may not be outside of you yet. They may not be in your bank account yet. They may not be in your marriage yet. They may not be in your career, your academics, yet, but they are in you. Say with me, they are in me. And when we are talking about you dominating your environment, what we want you to learn is to be conscious. The, the word is there was acknowledge these things. Hallelujah. So that your faith can be effective. When you know what is inside of you, when you are conscious of what's inside of you, and when you want to live, when you learn to live a life that carries itself around, knowing what's inside of you, you are now equipped to dominate what is outside of you. So, by these good things that are in you, you can dominate the poverty that is around your environment. Oh, yes, there's economic backwardness in Nigeria or some other countries of the world. What we should learn and what we have to know and understand is that as believers, by virtue of what Christ has done for us and by virtue of what Christ has put in us, no matter how bad the economic situations are around us, and they can be pretty bad. We are not denying that. We are saying what God has done is greater, hallelujah, than what is around us. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. First John 4, 4. Somebody say, in me. Let's read that text in the NLT. There are some words the NLT uses that the King James doesn't use. And I want you to look at them very carefully. Praise the Lord. Philemon, verse 4, New Living Translation. Please watch what he said here because, again, this is vital to what we want to share. Hallelujah. Somebody say, in me, in me, in me. Say, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. Say, Christ is in me. So if these things are in Christ, I can't hear you. Say, if these things are in Christ, they are automatically in me. Please, you never grow too old to know these things, oh... Reverend K keeps saying that, that these are not just things you learn. In, you see, that's why with many Christians, they learned them in foundation school. They learned it in World Wave or New Convert class. And they have now forgotten it and they don't know how to use it in their marriage. Don't know how to use it to fight the economic challenges and they are struggling financially. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. So this is not just something we teach 
for foundational class. We should teach it in foundational class. Hallelujah. But we should come to a place where it makes our faith effective. Shout out with me and declare my faith is effective. Now look at what NLT says. I'm praying for you, Philemon 1.6, that you may put into action. <laughs> put into action the generosity that comes from your faith. And now watch this. As you, these are the words I want you to catch. Understand and experience all the good things we have in Christ. So it's a common salvation. All of us have it. All every new creation has it. Not every new creation believes they have it. No, it's not even a believing problem. I want to deal with that. This is not because you are born again, so you obviously believe. Hallelujah. It's more of a knowledge problem, a revelation problem, an understanding problem, and an experience problem. Those are the two words. So where King James said acknowledgement, NLT gave us more light. I just, it is not just about acknowledging, because acknowledging can mean I'm affirming it, you should affirm it. I'm saying it, Christ is in me, wisdom is in me, power is in me, I'm acknowledging it. But I just don't want you to acknowledge, I want you to what? Understand. Hallelujah. Understand. And I just don't want you to understand experience. I think that's sometimes the problem with some of us. They have had these teachings on new creations, but... Quite honestly, they have not yet tasted and seen that the Lord is good. They have not come into an experiential knowledge of it. And if you are not careful, that can lead you to a place where you just, these things are just for the Bible. No, they are not for the Bible. They are to pay your rent, or to build your house, or to buy your car, or to run your marriage. Can I hear a loud amen? They are to make your faith effective. Put it into action, he said. Put it into action. Hallelujah. That's, that's what communication of your faith or sharing of your faith. Mm, that, that is holding. Put it into action. You are to take the revelation of what Christ has put inside of you. Hallelujah. Put it into action with understanding and experience and enjoy what Jesus has for you and dominate your environment. Dominate your environment. Hallelujah. The good things are in Christ and Christ is in us. Colossians 1.27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. So, again, I want to stress this. The believer is called and expected, please, I'm, I'm going to flog it over and over again, to know these things. That's why I'm teaching it like this. Yes, you're a believer. I believe Reverend Wiley said it very, very well during Grace Culture. The guest speaker, I said, there's no way in the Bible that tells the believer to believe. Because you're already a believer. What they kept repeating and emphasizing is that you may know. That you may know. Hallelujah. Because quite honestly, your faith, somebody say with me, my faith works by revelation. It's activated by revelation. Where my knowledge and understanding and experience, she is working experience. Working experience. You, you, you are supposed to learn to use these things, put it to action like a mechanic uses his tools. Like an office person who uses biro and his pen or their laptop. You put it to use. To 
be effective. Glory be to God. Second Peter from verse 1 or verse 2 because of time. Grace and peace. Watch this very carefully. Familiar text. Be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God. If you read the words they are using, Peter is using here, he's, he's trying to tell us that these things that are available for us are knowledge-driven. Grace and peace. Second Peter 1 from verse 2, be multiplied to you. Verse 1 tells us that we are believers, we have obtained like precious faith. So our problem is not believing. Hallelujah. Because we are believers. Glory be to God. We are believers. Of course, there's the place of ensuring that we are still in faith. But watch what is being emphasized here. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge. Through the knowledge of him. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world... But the Spirit who is from God, watch very carefully, that we might know the things. Not that we might believe them. We already believe them because we are born again people. But we now need to know the things that have been freely given to us. Know them. And this is knowledge by revelation. This is knowledge that the Holy Spirit imparts to you. Now, it can come when a pastor is teaching like this. But one of the most effective ways it comes is in the place of prayer. So you see Apostle Paul praying it for people. Ephesians 1.17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Wisdom, revelation, knowledge of him. Prayer. He prayed it. Pray it for yourself. Philippians 1.9, another Pauline prayer. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge. Knowledge and all discernment. Prayer. The Spirit reveals the things we are to know when we pray. Colossians 1.9 and 10. That you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Somebody lift your hands and declare and pray this with us tonight. I am filled. I can't hear you tonight. Lift those hands. I am filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Come on, pray that out for like 10 or 15 seconds. Kaya labosata. Filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I am filled. Makataya baba. Oh, yakataya, with the knowledge. Knowledge of God's will. Glory be to God. I love a post I read from someone on, on, on social media today. He said, knowledge, wisdom. He said it should never be assumed. He said, assumed knowledge can be the beginning of foolishness. He said, knowledge and wisdom, you don't assume that you know it. No. It is how you know whether you know it when you're experiencing it. And then he said that you should understand and experience. Hallelujah. And you keep praying and praying until the understanding of these things produces an experience of these things in your life. I will say that again. Glory be to God. You keep praying for these things 
the knowledge of it, the understanding of it, the wisdom of it, the revelation of it. You see all those words in Paul's prayer. They are all synonyms. You keep praying them, pray for knowledge, pray for wisdom, pray for understanding, pray for direction, pray for instruction until the revelation brings an experience. Hallelujah. An experience like I've not been sick in 25 years. Not that sickness has not come, oh, but by Christ in me, I have by the grace of God, the help of God, dominated the environment of sickness. Experience. Your faith being effective. You keep praying them. You keep learning it. You keep teaching it. You keep reviewing it. You keep studying it. You keep confessing it. Until that revelation brings an experience of it. It's not something that should remain in your Bible. Hallelujah. It's something you can live out in everyday life. You can live it out in everyday life by the grace and the help of God. Verse 10. Let me finish in Colossians 1, 9 and 10. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in knowledge. Hallelujah. So what is inside of you? What is it that is in Christ that is in you? Number one, the life of God is in you. The life and the nature of God. Ah, Pastor, I know this. I agree. And you need to keep knowing it, but don't just know it in your head. Hallelujah. Know it by revelation. Revelation as in working knowledge that can bring an experience of it so that when next you have a financial challenge, what comes to you is, hey, I have the life and nature of God in me. God cannot be broke. I cannot be broke. There's a way out. And you start praying. You start acknowledging what is inside of you, what's inside of me, the life of God inside of me, the nature of God inside of me. You start confessing it. Your understanding starts coming till an experience of God's wealth shows up. Hallelujah. Dominating your environment with the forces within you. Number one is the life and the nature of God. First John 5 from verse 12. He who has the Son of God has life. Shout out loud with me, I have the Son of God. I can't hear you this evening, I have the Son of God. Jesus is my personal Lord and Savior. And according to the written word of God... Not my feelings, not my bank account, not my environment, but according to the world, I have divine life. That's what he's telling you. And that life is in Christ, and Christ is in you. And what you and I need is to get to a place where by walking in the understanding of this life in us, we can experience the power of that life to dominate our environment. God can never be broken. That sounds so good. It's, it's worth saying again. God can never, they, they can't bring a bill. God, you need to pay 100 billion, 100 trillion dollars tomorrow. And God will shake, ah, egg by me. No. And that's the life you have. Hallelujah. That's the nature you have. You know, for some people, maybe they will understand better if I say, okay, you have Dan Gote's life inside of you. Maybe that's all you understand. <laughs> eh? That you, you, you go to the and they tell you your father is Dan Gote. Ah! 
Abuja Straits. Oh, where, where is Dangote living? Wherever he's living. Oh, okay, it's not Abuja. I think it's Banana Island. God's life. Hallelujah. These things, verse 13, 1 John 5, these things I have written to you. Oh, I skipped something. Verse 12 again. He who has the son has life. He who does not have the son does not have life. It's that simple. These things I have written to you who believe. Can I hear someone shout, I believe? Who believe in the name of the Son of God. So, you believe, all right, but watch what I want you to do. That you may know. Hallelujah. That you have eternal life. I am writing this thing, or in my own case now, I am teaching and preaching and sharing this. I know you believe, oh, I want you to know. Particularly when it looks like you don't have it. That you have the life of God inside of you. And you have the nature of God inside of you. Hallelujah. That you may know you have eternal life. And that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Quickly, let me go because of time. These are things I know we are all familiar with. I want you to get grounded, rooted in them. Particularly in this season that we are looking at the new creation. We need to be living more and more like who we are on the inside. Not what our nation looks like on the outside. Praise the Lord. We need to be living more and more like who we are on the inside. Not what our experience and background is from the outside. Do not be conformed to your environment. You are a new creature in Christ. Let that which God has put inside of you, let it dominate your environment. What has God put inside of you? His life and his nature. Divine life. So you don't have ordinary human life. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Quickly, what else do I have inside of me? I just want to give us four. Then maybe we'll look at another four or from another dimension next week. You have the wisdom and the mind of God. Or like the Bible said, the mind of Christ. All this I'm confused. I don't know what to do. I don't know which next to take. Something is wrong. That shouldn't be the kind of life we are living. Why? One of the things in us, hallelujah, is the wisdom of God and the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ. First, Timothy, I mean, First Corinthians 2, verse 6. However, we speak wisdom among those that are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, notice that we speak it, nor the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing, verse 7, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. This is why speaking in other tongues should be important for the new creation. You should be speaking in other tongues more and more, not less and less. Why? That is how you tap into the wisdom of God inside of you. And if you will speak the mystery, you will not be confused. Not that confusion will not come. Please understand that very well. Not that challenges will not come. But when the challenges come, that should be a cue to you that I need to spend more time praying in the Spirit. Because in me, somebody shout in me, is the wisdom of God and the mind of Christ. You see, this goes back to what Philemon was saying. When you 
acknowledge. I'm going to use the, what the, the words or the verbs King James used and NLG. So King James said, acknowledge. NLT said, understand and experience. When you acknowledge I have the wisdom of God in me, when you understand it, that's why we are teaching this, because I think sometimes people don't understand it, and then when you experience it, you will leave it out. So the next challenge that comes, you're not saying, ah, I don't even know what to do, sir. And you, you hear believers say that a lot. You should not be saying things like that. You know why I say things like that? Your environment is dominating you. That will not be your story any longer in Jesus' name. And what you should learn to do is acknowledge what is in you, understand what is in you, and experience what is in you. All right, this problem has come. And as I am right now, I'm not really clear what step to take. But thank God I have the wisdom of God and I have the mind of Christ. And I know how to operate it. Then you start praying in other tongues. Ah, as I started praying, I was getting more confused. You pray some more. Hallelujah. Because you are acknowledging what is in you. You understand what is in you. And you are going to experience what is in you. May you not be the believer that has wisdom but is confused all around him. Ah, that was a good prayer. I'll say amen. Say amen. See, when we are confused, our environment is dominating us. Because God is never confused. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? Let's read that text together. Let's watch this. So we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. And you should now read the whole chapter. I don't have time to read that. Hallelujah. I think I have not seen. Things ears have not heard. Verse 9. Things that have not entered the minds of men, they are inside of us. No man knows these things but the Spirit of God. And God has given us the Spirit so that we can know these things. It's inside inside that chapter. And he ended the chapter in verse 16 by saying, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But Pastor Theo and every other person that is interested, you have the mind of Christ. You, you have it. Where is it? In Christ. Where is Christ? In you. Hallelujah. And you are supposed to be able to tap into that reservoir of wisdom. Hallelujah. And the mind, mentality, the mind, the mindset of Christ to dominate your environment. Not your environment dominating you. Hallelujah. Number three, what's inside of you? You have the power, you have the strength, and you have the might of God inside of you. We all have it. Ephesians 1, 19 and 20. What is the exceeding greatness of his power? And if you start the prayer, because this was part of Paul's prayer from verse 15, he said that you will know that God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. He said that in verse 17. And that you may know the exceeding greatness of his power towards us that believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. And seated him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That we may know. What is inside of me? The power, the power that raised Jesus from the dead is in Christ. And Christ is in me. And by that power, as I acknowledge it, as I understand it. That's what I'm saying there. That you may know the exceeding greatness of the power towards us. And as I experience it, I can dominate my environment. There will be things that will come that want to dominate me. Certain diseases that men or doctors don't have a solution for, they may come and attack my body. But thank God the power.
power of God is inside of me. The might of God is inside of me. The strength of God is inside of me. And by that power and those forces within, I can dominate my environment. This is how we are to think and live. Praise the Lord. Ephesians 3.16 that God will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. You know how Christ is in you? By the spirit of God. The spirit of God dwells in you. That's how the life of God is in you. The Holy Ghost, the spirit of God himself is inside of you. In Christ and inside your spirit. And that spirit can strengthen you with might. Colossians 1.11 we prayed it at the beginning of the service. Look at it very closely again. He put all these three words together. Strengthen. Somebody say, I have strength. With all might. Say, I have might. According to his glorious power. Say, I have power. Of God. The strength of God. The might of God. The power of God. is in Christ. And where is Christ? Christ is in me. Oh, Hallelujah. Strengthened with all might, glory be to God, according to God's glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy. Hallelujah. The life and the nature of God is in me. The wisdom and the mind of Christ is in me. The power, the strength, and the might of God is in me. And by these forces, I can dominate my environment. I should not be crying when problems come to me. Oh, no. Oh, no. I shouldn't. And problems will come. I should not even be crying when problems stay long with me. No. I should have an understanding that greater is he that is in me than all these things that are around me. And I should not for one second or one day or one moment or one hour yield and allow those things to dominate my life as a new creation. Let me give you one more before we close tonight. What else is inside of me? The faith of God is inside of me. The faith of God. Ephesians 2 verses 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. The salvation is the gift of God. And that salvation is the work of grace, which is the gift of God. And that grace is received by faith, which is also the gift of God. Say with me, salvation is a gift from God. Grace is a gift from God. Faith is also a gift from God. Now, there are things about faith you will learn that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. But the word of God is the, the, word, is the word of God. So please, when we say it's a gift of God, we're not saying that you just go and sleep and it will fall on you. No. But God gives it to us. Not of works. It's not something Pastor T had to go and walk out. Ah, Pastor T is a man of faith. He walked it out. Mm -mm, that's not how it works. Romans 12 verse 3. God has given to everyone a measure or the measure of faith. The KJV says the measure. New King James says a measure. Whichever one, oh, before we start having theological debates. Me, I think the debate is relevant. The bottom line is God has given you faith. Whether it's a faith or the faith, whichever one you want. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Let's not get into any unnecessary theological agreement. 
Now, the accurate one, I believe, is the measure because God is not a respecter of persons. He gave everybody the same thing. This is faith for salvation now. This is not talents for work where he gave one five talents, two talents. Mm -mm. This is the same salvation. So he gave us the same faith. And it's the faith of God. The same faith God used to create the world. So that's why Jesus told us in Mark eleven twenty two, have the faith of God. Or have faith in God. Or use faith like God. Speak like God spoke. Why? You are made in the image and likeness of God. And one thing we put inside of you, my brother, my sister. Particularly now that you have been saved by grace. Is the very faith of God. Can I hear a loud amen? And you are to use that faith to dominate your environment. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Not your environment dominating you and you have faith. Not your environment dominates you and you have power and you have might and you have strength. Not your environment dominating you and you have wisdom and the mind of Christ. Not your environment dominating you and you have the life and the nature of God. No. Now, hear me and hear me very well. You will be challenged by your environment. So, that should not face you. Glory be to God. But why we are telling you these things or why the word of God is revealing these things to you is that when the challenges come, hallelujah, you should know what to do. Know what to do. And what to do is for you to begin to affirm and acknowledge these things that are in you. Glory be to God. Listen, what I want all of us to do, this is how we are going to finish well this year. One major piece you're finishing well. The challenges you are faced with in life. And if everything is normal, or all things are equal, which usually they are not anyway. <laughs> but you will probably have one challenge or the other. Even if it's not your personal life, with the life of other people around you. Start affirming who you are in Christ. What you have in Christ. What Christ carries in you that is in you. And start walking in the light of that truth based on what we've shared tonight to dominate your environment. Praise God. Please don't do what you will be naturally tempted to do. Where you are now in Christ, so, but because these things we are telling you are new. You see, this is new creation realities. They are new. And for the last 10 years of your life, for 20 years of your life, for 30 years of your life, you never worked in them. So, okay, you are going to try it for one week, two weeks. Okay, yeah, let me try it till the series is over. And by next month, when we start talking about something else, you now go back and start trying to solve your life problems without the life of God in you, without the nature of God in you, without the power of God in you. You are now trying to live naturally, which is what most Christians do. They don't have an understanding of what is in them. A working understanding. And I want to challenge you to grow out of that. Glory be to God. Settle down with these truths. Make them a part of your life. Like eating and sleeping is a part of your life. You know I don't have to teach you to eat and sleep. Talk to me somebody. And even if I teach you today, I know I don't have to teach you next week. You know how to do that. Am I right or am I right? I don't have to teach you to take a bath. I hope. You know how to do that. I don't have to be running a series every year. Take a bath, take a bath, take a bath. 
eat, eat, eat. Sleep, sleep, sleep. You know, we don't do that. Bring this kind of truth to that kind of realm in your life. I am a new creature in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? Certain things were deposited in me miraculously and instantly. Glory be to God. And I listed just four. We could use, we can list a hundred of them. I just took four because of time. And my time is up. I have to close service now. Acknowledge them. Hallelujah. Understand them. When you pray a lot, you'll be able to do these things. Pray polite prayers. And experience them. Then you'll be able to handle the next challenge. You won't stop having challenges. Hallelujah. And you keep growing in them. And I tell you, life will be sweeter. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Say with me, rather than my environment dominating me. Through knowledge and by faith, I will tap into what is in me. In Christ Jesus and dominate my environment. In the name of Jesus. Rise on your feet tonight. Come on, leave those saints and just begin to bless God. We'll continue from here next Wednesday. Bless God. I will go more into the process part of it. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at King's Word Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.